Welcome to Vix Mix, a podcast hosted by yours truly, Sexy Senorita. Listen as I share my experiences of being a mama, being all wifed up, my journey with cancer, yep, that's right, and as I get into all the raw, unfiltered moments in between. Alright, so let's get into it. Welcome. Today's episode, I'm going to be talking with a special guest. As you know, it's titled Friendly Chats, so I have my friend here today. She is my sister from another mister, the voluptuous sexy lady with a big booty who has a love for baseball and tall, corn-fed, American-made men. (laughs) Please welcome my special guest and best friend, Renee. Thank you. I think... That is the best intro I will ever receive in my life. Thank you very much. (laughs) Hi, I'm Renee. I grew up here, but I was born in California. Army brat in my youth, but I consider myself a local here. I've been here the longest. That's where I met Victoria, my amazing non-biological, unbiological, (laughs) non-biological sister. We can make up words. (laughs) We can. This is our world. I'm in the National Guard right now. I've been in the National Guard for 12 years. I'm currently a pilot trainee, God willing, all that goes through. That's honestly, that's pretty amazing. I'm so happy. For I you. think that you're one of my you're one of my friends that I look up to, and I, we're all we're all on the same level. You do some amazing things too. My friend's a brainiac. <laughs> She's a good nerd. with numbers. <laughs> She's a nerd. I'm a secret nerd. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I think it's cool. Like that's always been your dream to be a pilot. So it's happening. Yes. Like I said, God willing. <laughs> that's so cool. Yep, that's just a little intro of this beautiful woman, but first I want to talk about how we first met. I know that we met in middle school. And it's so G-rated, huh? <laughs> <laughs> but but our but our friendship has not really been <laughs> one of G-ratedness. <laughs> it's been oh some crazy God. times. That's pretty, that's hilarious. But yes, so yeah, we first met in John Adams, which I think we couldn't really remember the class we had. I just remember we were all in this little group and we started making fun of another friend of ours. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and I think that's kind of our MO. We just like to make fun of people. And I think that's how we kind of... We talk shit. Yeah, <laughs> basically. Talk shit, write shit. <laughs> and that's just how... Um, that's how we bond. <laughs> yeah, that's definitely how we bond it, by talking shit for sure. And then I think it was really in seventh grade, or no, eighth grade at Jimmy Carter, right? Mm-hmm, definitely. Because that, that was the first year that that school was open. It felt like there were no rules. There's no set clicks. There was no like, it was just a free for all. That's right. You're right. Because I think that's where it was like a new jurisdiction that they mm-hmm. made. And so then they kind of brought like a lot of people from different from schools. different schools. So yeah, it was like... We all new... had to kind of remake friends. And I think that was in everyone's favor. And then also the types of people who were yeah. attending the school was a lot different. I totally forgot about that. I don't know that you mentioned it. But yeah. You were talking about this earlier. Um, remember the girl who was blonde who came one day with green, green hair? hair. <laughs> Yeah, so this poor white girl. Okay, so one thing with New Mexico is we are pretty much a melting pot, but minorities in other states, we're the majority here in New Mexico, and that's very telling in schools. So, sorry, white people, you're the minority. (laughs) So (laughs) this poor white girl, and she was so sweet too. I mean, nothing against her, but I think she just was really trying to fit in. 
and hang out with all the the little chola chicks and stuff. So what she ended up doing was coloring her hair black, but black on blonde hair doesn't go well. There anything. must have been also some chemical. Yeah, she probably just used this cheap, just some cheap box hair, and then it yeah, it <laughs> totally out. turned out green. I thought she purposely turned it green at first. Yeah, because that was like, how we were. Yeah, like I had orange hair, like. Some you know, people had pink hair, blue or hair, like that was the thing in, in middle schools to have crazy colored hair. So I think we all thought like she did it on purpose. And then she was just And then we all like were teasing honest. her on the bus, like, what the heck happened to your hair, girl? <laughs> Poor thing. Bless her heart. <laughs> I wonder what her hair looks like now. Well, that was yeah. Jimmy Carter. That was fun times. So going into Jimmy Carter, let's let's go down memory lane and <laughs> talk about one of our memorable moments. For sure. We, <laughs> me and you did this bet. Oh my god! Where we bet each other to date these guys that we totally did not want to date. No, <laughs> no, and there's the cringiest details attached to this. Like the one I we're not gonna say names, right? Or I don't know. But, well, this one would call me things like in the hall, like white chocolate. And <laughs> it was what? just like I don't remember. So that. no, it was something probably only chocolate. I knew about, but he would like purposely stop and like hey white chocolate and i'm like what what it was just so embarrassing it's so embarrassing and he wanted to go out with me and, he, <laughs> and then another guy wanted to go out with victoria and something happened what <laughs> happened exactly where i said i just turned around and said you know what if i'll go out with so-and-so i'll go out with okay oh yeah because see the guy codenamed like, bob i'll okay. go out with bob if you go out with Stan. <laughs> that those are their code names, not real names. Yeah, I think it was that okay, Bob, like it was very obvious he had a big crush on you. And I think he lived near my neighborhood and so we rode the bus together. I remember him asking me, like, hey, you should talk to your friend, you should talk to your friend for me. And I was just like, Okay, maybe. And I think we would just laugh about it. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden Stan started hitting me mm-hmm. up and I'm like, Oh man, I don't like this kid. <laughs> like, he's cool and funny, but yeah, this, I'm not into that. Freaking Stan. So, <laughs> I love these code names. <laughs> so then, <laughs> so then I think we were just like, you know what? F this. Like, if you date him, I'll date him. Like, so I said that I thought she was gonna say no, and she's like, okay. And that that I mean that was a shock of my my eighth grade life. I was like, wow, this backfired completely. So then I said yes to him. She said yes to Stan. And the awkwardness began. Yeah, and it was short-lived. It was very short-lived. By the end, I think I ended up telling Stan, I'm like, yeah, you know, we're not for real, right? Like, (laughs) Poor kid. I think I just ended up just telling him, like, yeah, sorry, it was a bet. You broke his heart. Yeah, I think, like, he wanted to kiss me or something. I was just like, oh, I don't want to do this. (laughs) But that brings us to, like, my, actually, probably my best memory of you. It kind of, like, laid the foundation of our friendship. So we hang out with like kind of a big group of people, various people like certain times and this was during lunchtime and Okay, how would you describe our group? I describe our group kinda of like the not really goth, but we were like the skater It was like rocker a mixture of like type. yeah, skater alternative kind of stuff. I didn't skate but I hung out with people who skated. I'm pretty sure I probably been you know And we looked we kinda of looked like we skated. Yeah, you guys did. I, I was still in that awkward stage where I, I'm like well, I can't buy those clothes. <laughs> I'm just gonna, and we were in uniforms too, but like you guys made it work. Like you were able to oh, yeah, show we your wore style. Like, yeah, we but wore me, the I was still kind of like, 
awkward nerdy like i don't i don't know if i could pull that off like <laughs> i was just so unsure about myself at that time not confident but like that was everyone else that, that i hung out with like victoria and yeah, shout out to andrea Stan. <laughs> oh, shout out to andrea andrea was part of that group yeah all the other homies out there we were just like loud and, and not not really conformist in yeah. a way we'll listen to same music it was not rap or anything like that it yeah. was always that Blink-182 was on my back. Yeah, that was definitely Blink-182, 311 for me. (laughs) (laughs) But I remember it was at lunchtime and this was after the bet had taken place. Or or dare. I think we should call it more of a dare. Yeah. Um, So I'm I'm seeing Bob now. But he's not at this lunch. and we're, We're all at the table. Minding our own freaking business. Laughing and having fun. And these two... I'm sorry. They were like little stuck-up girls. They come up to me. I don't even know who they are. And they're in the grade below us. Yeah, and so that was the cool thing where at Jimmy Carter, we were the first graduating class there because we were all eighth grade. So we kind of ruled that school. Mm-hmm. And so... At least know, that's how it felt, right? <laughs> yeah, that's how we felt. So when these two little girls come over, we're like, who are these little Yeah, bitches? so they come up and, and, and they start talking to me. And me, I'm the shy. Like, like I have no problem with anyone because I'm, I'm just so shy and I don't really, not one for confrontation or anything. Kind of the, the wallflower, if anything. And um, they come up to me and they're like, I just want to let you know that it was me who called you a bitch, not her. We all just <laughs> fell silent. And then Victoria goes, who the fuck are you? And... <laughs> And we were just like, we just busted out laughing. So in my head, first of all, I'm like, wait, someone's calling me a bitch? And it was that, it was just a split second because Victoria interrupted that thought with, who the fuck are you? And we just laughed. And she's just kind of like, oh, what? And it just kind of like yeah. ran off. And she like, got scared. Yeah. yeah, because, okay, so one thing about our group, I'm the smallest one. <laughs> I'm like the, the little, I'm the little feisty chihuahua. But it's hilarious because these girls come up and like, literally we had no idea who they were what they were even talking about they were trying to confront and just be all bad in our face right away i'm like oh hell no this little girl ain't gonna come and try to fight us so i'm like who the fuck are you <laughs> yeah. like get out of here and then she laughed so loud in her face like it was it, i would have if i were that girl i would have yeah walked yeah, away think, with my tail between my yeah, legs yeah exactly and i don't know i think like everybody heard too because i said yeah. it really loud so it was like screech like all inside quiet. of the and cafeteria then, yeah all imagine. eyes on us and she's just probably like yeah that was so that kind of like that like it's a so the sound foundation for our friendship is like this girl has my back and she's and she's like she's out there and loud and it's gonna stand up for me it just felt really good yeah that it actually cute. did set the precedent also if you think about it you it still just, are pretty wild yeah <laughs> what was your first impression of me i just knew you were really quiet but then like i was like oh there's this quiet girl and then i knew like me and Andrea, like, Andrea was the most vocal about talking shit. And then I think <laughs> we, like, found this one person we all hated on. And then I think once I made a comment and then you just started laughing, like... We bonded. Yeah. And I was like, okay, yeah, this girl's cool because she thinks she thinks this person sucks too. <laughs> My first impression of you was, like, you were, you were the fun person that people gravitated to. You were loud, fun, and didn't care about what other people thought of you. You also, I also remember you always having a story to tell. So you were so, you were, like, you always had something to tell that was related to, like, something fun that was going on. And oh, people, really? yeah, I always remember, and I'm like, I never have stories to tell. 
uh, yeah, it, it's it was weird. But you're young, so like I never had some. I remember like you bring up your aunts every now and then, who I didn't meet until later on in our lives. <laughs> it, but like like the way you would talk about it, it, it would just be so funny. It would be just yeah. fun. So you were like the fun one. I guess that's true. I think I like to consider myself a storyteller. I try to make any like whatever mundane thing that happens in your life, and I try to make it exciting. And I try yeah. to like ham it up and be that's like. You. Oh my god, god, let me tell you this. Like, <laughs> and I have to have sound effects. And I don't know, I think this is fun. But then we had like this hiatus in high school because I ended up going to private school and then you guys, everybody else went to. I blame Mr. and Mrs. Romero for that. <laughs> yeah, so my parents thought <laughs> I was good because I was pretty wild. And I was like, you know, I had the crazy hair and loud. And for some reason, my parents thought I was going to end up like a young teenage mom, <laughs> all pregnant at 15. So I think their fear was like, yeah. You know, public school and being on the west side was too much for our daughter. So they decided to put me in private school. But that didn't do anything. <laughs> so um, Did it make matters worse? <laughs> that's for another episode. Yeah, that's for another episode. <laughs> Just kidding. But yeah, so we didn't really talk much during that time. And see, this was all before social media. But yeah, this was not... There was no MySpace yet. There was no YouTube, YouTube yet. YouTube yet. No Instagram, nothing. It was... Either you had to be in touch with our phone or... Our, our Nokia phone with yeah. the changeable faceplate. <laughs> I think mine at one time was green. And then, uh, well, even like Nokia, I think I didn't get my first Nokia to high school anyway. Yeah, me too. I think I just had like my phone in my room that I thought I was so cool. I had like a purple phone. This was the time of chat rooms. If you ha- even had, I didn't have a computer really, but like if you had a computer at our age at that time... There were chat rooms, AOL. Oh, yeah. That AOL, was kind of... email. But there really was... wasn't social media yeah. presence like there is now. Then MySpace came around, and I think that's how we reconnected because yeah. we found each other on MySpace. And that's another fun memory I have is when we would always have lunches. Like, it was always me, you, and Andrea. And we just kind of catch up on our lives, and I'd pretty much do my storytelling per usual. <laughs> And just tell you everything going on in my life at the time. And again, more shit talking. (laughs) (laughs) And then, oh, our St. Patrick's little incident. Yeah, so so our lunches were still pretty seldom. But I think what really restarted our friendship all the way was, um, so we were, you know, in communication. But then there was one time for, it was a St. Patty's Day uh, around that time. Yeah, I was 21. Um, I get this call at like, I want to say two in the morning-ish. And I'm on my way back home. I get a call from a frantic Victoria. And she's saying that she's in an alley and she's really scared. She's alone. (laughs) And I'm like freaking out. Like, okay, I'll be right there. And so I didn't really ask where you were exactly. You didn't know where you were. I'm racing (laughs) over. I'm still on I-40. There happens to be a checkpoint right on I-40 as you're trying to exit course. So I get past that checkpoint. I'm not even drinking that that night. I get past that checkpoint. Then on my Mustang, the window didn't work. I had to man, I had to open my door and manually press it down. It was freaking freezing that night and I was cold and the window was still open. So right when I got to central, I opened, I had to stop, open my door and raise it back up manually. Well, a cop saw me and he thought I was throwing up. He thought I was drunk. So on the way, oh. I'm trying to, I'm trying to save my friend who's, who's drunk and scared in an alley apparently. <laughs> And I get whoop whoop behind me. <laughs> and he's like, how are you doing tonight? And does the whole flashlight in your face. And I'm like, I'm trying to pick up my friend from downtown. He's like, well, it looked like you were throwing up there. Are you okay? And I was like, no, sir. Do you see? I'm trying. And I'm trying to put down my window. And I'm like, 
I was opening the door. Hopefully he didn't feel threatened by that. But I'm like, do you see my windows broke? He's like, oh, oh, okay. All right. You, you go and help your friend. And I was like, thank you. And so I race down and I, and I try and call her and then I find her and the, the, the impression I got from the earlier phone call was that she was in danger. Uh, in danger. So when I find her, she is in an alley with CJ and Ivy and someone else. And they're, they're fine. Yeah, my cousin was there. They're having fun. They're laughing. They're, and I'm like, she's fine. But I'm going to take her home so she you know, gets home safely. But I'm like, she wasn't in despair. And, like, what happened here? She's like, like I never called her. So I'm like, what's up, Renee? How's it going? Yeah, yeah, no, really, I probably was. Okay, so these are my alcoholic days where this would happen. I would wander off drunk. And I would just, I would just walk. And, I'd, and I'm pretty sure what ended up happening, I was peeing in an alley. And then I think I got lost because I went in the opposite direction that I came, walked into the alley. So I was probably like freaking the F out. Just like, okay, where, where do I go? Where am I? And I'm like, where's CJ? Because usually CJ would be, always be the one to come in and pee with me in the alley. Bonding. <laughs> and, Bonding continues yeah, and over I think shit I just, talking and peeing. Yeah, and I pretty much think what happened is I walked in a big circle and then I found everybody again all happy like, oh, after I was like in distress, like, because everything's amplified when you're drunk. Like, everything's just, like, the end of the world. And I think that's when I called you. <laughs> and then by the time you showed up, I was, like, already rekindled with everybody all connected. Like, oh, nothing ever happened. You know, it's lost in Nelly. <laughs> so that I'm taking this. So that's part of it. I mean, all this, this led to us hanging out even more and more. And our friendship has grown to what it is today. We're very close. So later on in the night, I'm, t- I'm driving her home. We're taking Paseo. And she has to throw up. <laughs> Wait, wait, on the way, on the way there, she, she's crank calling some, some friends of hers oh, and, my God. and talking shit to them over their voicemails. Oh, it was, it was, I was laughing so hard and uh, I'm sober as hell, but like You're probably, probably swerving because I'm crying and can't see the road. <laughs> but then she has, you know, oh, she, she got a little sick. I've never seen Paseo so empty and, and, <laughs> and, and a promising spot for me to pull over for her to throw up. So yeah. it was, it was interesting and she lived. That's when you lived off Universe. Oh, yeah. I lived up in... And Universe, I feel like, is Rio named... Rio Rancho Light. <laughs> Rio... Or Universe is, like, yeah, correctly named. It's, the... like, at the end of the universe. Yeah. And at that time, there was no... Like, now, if you go up there, there's, like, everything... Everything, is, yeah. Yeah, it's all... It's booming. Yeah, remodeled. Or boomed. Yeah. But, but back then, it was just, like, some, like, dirt and some houses. <laughs> Holy crap. Oh, my God. But that was a pretty crazy night, so... So St. Patty's Day kicked it all off. Oh, and one other memory I just want to touch on was my bachelorette party. Well, we, I had two of them. I had one here locally. And what I had year one. was that? I forget. You were married in, in 2014. 2014? Yeah, so that was 2014. We did Thunder from Down Other at the casino locally. and then For the people who couldn't make Vegas. We couldn't do Vegas, but then we did Vegas, and that was just... That was a whole other experience. That was the first time I had been to Vegas. Okay, so we Being went... 21. Yeah, so we went... It was me, you, oh, CJ, really? and Ivy. Shout out to Ivy with her Buddha water. Yes, <laughs> she saved us. So Ivy, she has this water that's a higher pH level, but she's Vietnamese, so that's why I call it Buddha water. Because <laughs> it totally, like, saved our lives, like the, the Holy Buddha. <laughs> but then... So CJ's gay, right? And CJ takes us to the gay club, and that was a oh whole other world. 
and it was freaking amazing and we got to see a drag show it was amazing for me because i'm not one to say oh yeah this guy's hitting on me or whatever but when i went to freaking vegas we'll just say a particular type of man oh. would <laughs> would hit on me like yeah like all the time all the time like everywhere we went in vegas there was guys trying to grab your hand and it was just ridiculous. I couldn't bend over and, and fix my tall boots without someone looking at my ass, <laughs> staring at me in some way. Oh my god! <laughs> so going to the gay piranha, piranha. It was gay men. It wasn't like it was. It wasn't it was refreshing. It was just gay men. And you could be ourselves. And I was dancing all by myself. It was so amazing, and no one was hitting on me. It was just great. They laugh at me to this day because. Oh, she I was, was just all in, in her element. She loved yeah, it. I so like, I go in there, and me and Ivy go in there. Well, for me, it was just a little bit overwhelming because I was like, man, there's dicks everywhere. <laughs> really it's like, there's too many dicks. I look over here, there's a oh. dick in my face. There's some balls shaking over here. It was just too much. My senses were overwhelmed. I feel like part of and their then uniform, too, like is this... a, to pop a Vicodin. It's <laughs> so part of their work uniform. Oh, my God, yeah. And these wieners were, yeah, <laughs> just everywhere. Slapping everywhere. <laughs> it was just so much. And poor Ivy, you know, she's our innocent friend. And I know she was scared. <laughs> but then scared. Renee and CJ were just like, oh, slapping. <laughs> like, they just loved it. <laughs> They love the wieners. It was pretty overwhelming. But I was... feel like I can't confirm or deny that. <laughs> like I can't. But remember the... What, where was that guy from? So there was this one guy. Australia. And I know like I can't, I can't hit on someone in a gay club. Yes. And it's also kind of contradicting to what I was saying earlier. Like I'm bugged. <laughs> but then I'm like, crap, these guys are hot. And I can't Yes. Get. Because they're all attractive. But not attracted like, to me. <laughs> or what, anything I have to offer. So that, but CJ, like, all right, I'll be your wing man. So there's this really cute, handsome guy that... He's a redhead. I like redheads. Yeah, he was a redhead. And a red beard. He was really handsome, and he didn't look too flamboyant, so... And I had just and, said he looked he looked hot. That's all I said. So CJ goes, okay, I'm going to go find oh, out. yeah. <laughs> he goes and makes friends, and then he comes back, and he says... Oh, come meet my my friend. He's British. And then CJ's all talking in a British accent. And then the dude goes, I'm Australian. And we're like, oh, okay. And then you guys hit it off, which was cute. And he gave me a kiss on the cheek. He was bi, but he was like, that didn't mean anything. And everyone went their own ways. But man, CJ was like, everyone sitting on him like crazy. It really opened my eyes. I'm like... The, the whole moly. gay culture and environment is a whole other world. And then we did the drag show and I got to meet oh, Cher. Oh, Cher with her beautiful so that was headdress. Oh, God. Yeah. She was glorious. And then by the end of the night, we lost CJ because he went home with the go-go dancer. <laughs> and so, yeah, that's... And that's all a, that drama. That's a whole other episode. We can talk about that guy, but... We like just, CJ. That was, that was pretty fun. That was a good time. Yeah. I mean, that wasn't the only place where we went to, but... That was the highlight. That was surely the highlight of the trip. <laughs> oh, oh my god! I sound yeah, like such a pervert. <laughs> it's okay. Um, just balls in your face. <laughs> and now we're just here in New Mexico. I try and do the occasional like hobby <laughs> to spice things up a bit, but I'm still an old lady yeah. at heart. <laughs> yeah, that's one of my hobbies: going to acting classes and. Yeah, let's talk about that. Let's talk about acting. So. One thing that's popular with New Mexico is our film industry. We're kind of like the little baby brother of L.A. Mm -hmm. We do have a lot of 
films that like to do stuff and TV and, you know, like we had Breaking Bad and one of your favorite shows, Roswell. Oh my gosh. Um, it is being filmed currently. Yeah, yes. Currently. So, I mean, it hasn't been aired yet, but it, she knows that Roswell was my favorite back in middle school. And that was with totally different actors, obviously. Sherry Appleby, Jason Bear. And that was on the CW as well. It was called the WB then. Mm-hmm. But that was filmed in West Covina, California. So, you know, LA, Hollywood. And then when I heard that they were rebooting it, I think they're matching it more with the books, which I never read the books. I didn't want it to ruin my... Yeah, how your fantasy. Yeah, exactly. I really like the actors that they've chosen. And I, I follow them on Instagram. Oh, now we're in the age of social media. Yeah. I can see like the behind the scenes and some little things that they, that they drop. And I'm like, this is going to be a really good show. I've heard that, like, on, I think it's called Hardline. It's like an entertainment news kind of thing for, like, you know, the, the latest feature film that's coming out, who got cast in. And they had done an article, I think it's Hardline. They did an, did an article on Roswell and they said it's going to be, like, the probably the next Vampire Diaries kind of thing. Oh. So we're going from vampires to aliens. Yeah. And I truly believe, I think this is, this is going to be good for New Mexico, New Mexico film. And then Netflix. Yeah, Netflix. the whole Netflix thing, they went out and bought Albuquerque Studios. That's amazing. And we're hopefully going to get a lot of jobs out here. Mm. Speaking of, let's talk about you as a thespian. Oh. So in our time, in our time apart from in high school, I did a little bit of acting, but I am that shy person or I was that shy person. I went and did the theater thing. And let's I be real, loved it. In high school, like you had to pick like one of those things. You whatever. did, yeah, you did have to pick. So. I did that. I played some sports. I played volleyball. I conditioned with the track and did some field events too. Uh, so I did that, but I didn't mesh well with like those people, like the jocks. That wasn't like my. That wasn't who I was. I did get along better with theater kids thespians but i did i was friends with all the d- different little groups. i don't know the groups cliques whatever you want to call them but i gravitated towards theater and that was really fun and then it grows into like storytelling where we you're talking about earlier how you, you see yourself as a storyteller i think that kind of brought something out of me i mean i think as humans we love to tell stories we love to do that and we stuff. love to listen to stories and we too. love to listen to them but theater was a big highlight in that but then you know i graduated moved on to other things you know you got to pay the bills you got to you know go to college and do all that stuff and and that kind of so when did you start moved away from that yeah when did you start going back to the whole acting scene again 2014 so i had an interview or i was looking forward to a board interview for to be a pilot for the national guard and i'm like i'm in a shell like i have i'm so nervous for this but then i'm also back in this shell how do I break out of that? And I want to show them that it, who I am in this interview. And so I took an acting class, which opened me up. And that was with Soul Acting Academy here in Albuquerque. Yeah, and shout out to them. It just, yeah, shout out to them. They're, they're amazing. And, and they build an amazing community, more like a family over there. But it just took a few classes to kind of just break out of that shell again. I feel like I did a great interview. I was still nervous as hell. But like, I feel like they gave me a lot of tips to just be honest. Because that's what acting is. is Part of it is just being honest with your audience, who you are, or if you're playing a character, who that character is. So then from doing schooling, when did you get into the whole, like being an extra and auditioning or maybe walk me through that whole process? Like, how does that even work? So what's great about the Acting 101 class over at, at Soul Acting Academy is they give you those resources of casting and background. They kind of were telling me is a good way to kind of get exposure to the behind the scenes and what happens on the camera and all that stuff. 
in front of the camera, I'm sorry. And so I started to use those resources, the websites. And right now I see a lot of stuff on Facebook. You can find a lot of background casting on Facebook, but you just, you, they'll give you the information, what email, you send in a headshot, sometimes a resume, but more like a headshot and your basic information, your height, weight, whatever they're asking. Like recently I, I submitted for one that was for military mm-hmm. and I sent a headshot. I was in my military or my main form um, and gave them my information. And it's just so fun. I see. What have I booked on? Captain Fantastic with Hugo Mortensen. The Dig was my very first one. Oh, I'm sorry. Captain Fantastic was The Dig was my second. And that's with Jason Isaacs. And I was an Israeli police officer, and that was so fun. And oh, cool. It's crazy behind set. You, like, introduce yourself to other background people who, you know, you've never met in your life, but somehow by the end of the day, you guys feel like you've known each other your entire lives. It's crazy. I had this one guy, by the end, he was reading all of our birth charts, and, like, your oh, natal yeah. charts or whatever. Uh, Side was... note, we're total freaks about astrology. Yeah, we're crazy about astrology. <laughs> that was actually one of the, kind of like a, turning point where I was like holy crap this is insane I love this. I'm the rising phoenix <laughs> <laughs> just kidding um, no that's really cool so do you didn't you do like maze runner as an extra yes yeah, scorch trials I'm I actually did that with my mom and my sister so in that there's a opening scene you can't see her faces but you see it's, it's just it's a shot from above end of the world and we're trying to get in to the safe zone I don't know something to that effect it was freezing but it's, it's scorch trials it's supposed to be a hot yeah environment but it was ugh, our toes were frozen Ooh. and and there's the ash they had ash coming down but it, it really it was like snow <laughs> it felt like snow because it's so cold Ooh. but that was fun what else did we do scorch trials what did i do recently oh um didn't you just recently audition for something i remember you were oh my god i that was snapchat I think- all flustered i was so flustered i i mean i thought i was going into a background audition like not even audition just like casting and it, and I didn't read the part where it said, oh, if they think that you might be you might fit a role, they might pull you aside and do an audition. I read that after the fact. Well, they pulled me aside, and I was I was just not mentally ready, and <laughs> and they had me read the script, and I was like, it was just it was bad. But they were like, oh, uh, what? You want me to do what? Yeah, exactly. Now <sighs> there was um, I did get short. Is it get shorty? It's shorty. shorty, I think, yeah. With Ray Romano, uh, you might see me on there as it's crazy. It's I'm playing a wardrobe person, so like they show the behind the scenes, but those are actors and background also. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I, you'll see me like you might see me rolling a thing of clothes or carrying a bucket of shoes or something like that. But that was really interesting. We got to see Ray, Ray Romano and who else in there? They're- who else have you met? Didn't you meet um? What's the guy? Indiana Jones guy. Oh, I did. That wasn't with acting, though. That was when I worked at Cutter Aviation. Uh, Harrison Ford. Yeah, Harrison Ford. I thought it was so sweet. One of the athletes was like, Dr. Jones, Dr. Jones. Aww. And uh, Indy, like, calling yeah. like that, and they're getting... You could see our picture online if you Google yeah. my name. So, okay, if you had the opportunity to be an actor, let's say you get, like, an actual role and you start picking up... I know you've done, like, a lot of side, like, extra and cast stuff, but... Let's say you get picked up as a real actress. Would you still pursue your life as a pilot or would you, like, which one would you choose? That's that's not as tough as you think it would be. I would still be a pilot because, like, acting acting is... Like it, a hobby? It's a hobby, but also flying and being in the military and being a pilot, 
that's the real deal. You're actually doing something towards ensuring the safety of your country. And there's something about that is fulfilling to me. I love storytelling so much, but I don't feel direct. I mean, you could argue that that's, that is helping humanity. It helps us kind of escape the crazy turmoil that's happening in the world today even if it's just for a short time, but it's also, I'm not really, if I play a pilot on TV, I'm not really a pilot. Yeah. If I play a doctor on TV, I'm not really a doctor or whatever. So that's why it, it's a nice, it's a nice hobby. And Hi. apparently I love rejection because I'll, I'll go and audition here and there and, um, and I'll still do that. And I know I'll continue to do that for as long as I can. Cause I just love, I love, I still love that stuff, but I'd rather fly. <laughs> oh, but that's that's cool. I like that you want meaning in your life, even though like acting could be fulfilling. But definitely, I think definitely. the whole pilot thing that's that's amazing. So, I think we'll go ahead and wrap up. Do you want to promote any of your social media or maybe your IMDb page or? Oh yeah, you can IMDb. I'm a Renee Magallanes. I'm just gonna challenge your listeners to figure out how to yeah, spell my name. Figure it out. <laughs> And then Miss Renee is my IG handle. So All right, cool. Go ahead and give me a follow. Yeah, follow my girl, fools. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> anyway, so I like to end each podcast with a quote, and I have a quote that is by Charles Lamb, and it goes, "'Tis the privilege of friendship to talk nonsense and have her nonsense respected." Which totally fits our theme today, because I love my friend, I respect her, and we... Just sometimes talk nonsense. Yeah, and laugh yeah. I nonsense. think we we aimed for fifteen minutes, but I think we talked way over that. Which is fine, <laughs> but that's us. All right. Do you have a quote at all, or no? Okay, so I have a ridiculous quote, but it involves you, and maybe we could elaborate <laughs> on it on another episode if you guys will have me. <laughs> so I'll have you again over. So the, I'm quoting my friend here, Victoria. <laughs> here it is. Oh my god, I'm nervous. <laughs> Move me, motherfucker. Move me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll definitely talk about that in another episode. <laughs> oh, my God. I'm, I'm so crazy. Okay, guys. Yes. That's the end of the podcast. Thanks Bye. for listening. Thank you. Until next time. Adios. for listening. I hope you enjoyed this episode of VixMix, which is now on all your favorite streaming apps. Feel free to rate and review as you like. But I want to hear from you. Send me an email at vixmixpodcast at gmail.com or leave a voicemail at 505-333-8232 or slide it to my DMs on Instagram at vixmixpodcast. I appreciate any feedback and hey, you might be featured on the next episode. All right, until next time, peace.